0: Achieving success, being healthy and wealthy, and lifelong happiness is anyone's ultimate dream. In the grand scheme of things, self-doubt limits you from achieving great things. The path towards the zenith of success and controlling your life is at your hands. This is The Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. Well, if you read the, uh, and I actually said this in this training, but if you actually read what Brandon's review of the book because, oh my God, this is what hot women do to guys, (laughs) right? I'm paraphrasing, but that's that's basically where all the early, early successful seduction stuff came from. It's what women are naturally, hot women are naturally doing. So if you just reverse the dynamic back to a female-male perspective, you're going to have exactly the model that works, right? And then what you do is you look at Robert Greene's stuff and you look at all the different archetypes of the seductresses and you can decide which of those fits your persona the best realizing that a persona is just a mask and you can change them especially if you've got the identity by design material right you can step into any identity that you want right so we talk about foundational skill set and then we talk about you know what's the wrapping what's it packaged in and when i mean that i mean is are you the coquette are you the rogue are you the rake are you you know those are archetypes seduction archetypes right what you'll discover, and, and again, I'm using the, the, the classical archetype of romantic hero as um, an example, is that if you look at all of the heroes that women find utterly irresistible and attractive, there's a formula to it. There's five basic characteristics, and every single one of them, every single her- hero in every single story has all five characteristics. The difference is the proportion, right? um as good a place to start as any because the characters and the identities that you create as you move through the world will impact the perceptual filters people uh, people thank you uh project on you right I didn't want to use a red one because they don't show up real well so let's look at James Bond right Captain Jack Sparrow Here's one. Austin Powers. I have no idea. Sam <laughs> <laughs> like, like Spade? Oh, <laughs> Luke Skywalker? Oh. And Captain Kirk was cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, Han Solo. Indiana Jones. <laughs> what? <laughs> you do not know who. One yeah. What about Don Juan? Yeah. One. All right. Well, we, let's let's start with these archetypes. Let's look at them, shall we? Huh? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Now. The five basic characteristics of the classical archetypal romantic hero. Adventurous. Relentless. Slash ruthless. They are dominant. Strong. Strong. And when I say strong, I'm talking not just in terms of physical, but as well as mentally strong, right? Or tough, right? They are cynical. That's the the term that Mark Cunningham used to apply to it. I prefer the term streetwise. Okay. Those are the, now I add two, I add two more to this mix. Mysterious. These are my distinctions. And humorous. Okay. Or I should say a sense of humor. Which often is manifested here. Right? Let's look at James Bond. Regardless of what version, whether it's the Sean Connery version, the Roger Moore, what are you so dressed up for? Do you, you go to church? I heard you doing, doing this subject, so I thought I'd... Ah, okay. Can you dial down the tie? I'm going into trance. <laughs> well, actually, it's... Uh, is, I, really lo- I really like that tie. It is a cool tie. I like it. <laughs> really like that. I like it. All right. So James Bond. Is James Bond adventurous? Yeah. Is he relentless and ruthless? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is he dominant? Is he strong? Tough? How about streetwise? Mm. Even though he's very cultured, right? He's very, very... So, he passes, right? Captain Jack Sparrow. Is he relentless? Is he dominant? Uh, No, it is not what he is. Yeah, he is. It is not what have to Doesn't have to look like the same thing? Dominant? Yeah. Yes, yes. yes he is. <laughs> right? Is is he as obviously dominant as James Bond? No, ah. Is he cynical? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say he's more or less cynical? More so. Ah. What's changing? The proportions of one to the other, but they're all there, right? This is how, once you understand the attributes, you decide the proportions, right? Who, Which archetype, male or female, do you most powerfully resonate with? What's the closest match? And then modify, right? This is what the whole identity by design silo was about originally, right? Most of you guys, some of you know this, some of you don't. The identity by design silo that we now use therapeutically was designed as an inner game process for aspiring pickup artists. But the change work was so pervasive and so profound that we just rolled it into a therapeutic model and it just changes lives everywhere it goes, right? because it goes to the foundations of identity, the building blocks of personality and gives you the tools to change it. Right. Uh, and that's what we'll be doing in Vegas as a self, a self-work program. Right now, the one I'm doing in Vegas is going to have a few extra bells and whistles because I had to modify, I I had to, I had to find a way to cater to the covert hypnosis crowd a little bit. So we're going to talk about some of the more black arts type of stuff about personality modification we probably won't do any of it but we will discuss how it was done and give you a few dark side things that you can play with we'll talk about uh something called uh the October man how many people have ever heard of the October man okay we'll be talking about that process which comes from and is derived from Milton Erickson's work Milton Erickson's work called the February man yes i just wanted to throw I found February man PDFs. Oh, cool. So. Good. Yeah. So, again. <laughs> 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 All right. So, going into a more comedic vein, right? Let's go to a more comedic vein. Austin Powers. Is he dominant? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Right? Is he relentless? Yeah. Right? Is he cynical? She got machine gun jublies, <laughs> Right? <laughs> Sam Spade. For those of you who do not know who Sam Spade is, Humphrey Bogart, Maltese Falcon, greatest detective ever, short of Sherlock Holmes. Not really. Which version? Every version. I'm talking about the character, not the actor. Sherlock Holmes is awesome, right? I agree. Right? Why is Sherlock Holmes so awesome? By the way, is Sherlock Holmes adventurous? Yeah. Is he cynical? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> way cynical. <laughs> is he dominant? Yeah, yeah. Adventure. I said adventurous, right? Um, is he strong? Is he tough? Yeah. Do you see a pattern? Here's the rub. When you, Im- when you build and amplify these qualities and characteristics in your life, and by the way, ladies, most of these will reply to you as well. Every part of your life will improve because these are classic success traits. When you embody these traits appropriately, you will engender attraction just by walking in the room. Okay? Because the human neurology is hardwired to sort for that. From the time we crawled out of the ocean and started forming societies, that's what led to survival. Okay. From Gilgamesh to King Arthur. Right? I don't know if Noah had a sense of humor. Anybody who has to smell that many animals for that period of time probably has a very good sense of humor and a really bad sense of smell. But this is how we work. We have to decide who do we need to be in a given situation or context that is most likely going to lead to my outcome and step into that persona. And when we're done, if we like it, we can keep it. Put it, or we can put it back in a closet and put something else on that's a little bit more comfortable. As long as we remember that it's still, even the ones we're comfortable in are still just suits of clothing that we wear. Does that make sense? All right. Uh, Indiana, yes. So even the women would step into these characters? They could. Um, or you can find other. Now, again, you have to look at... What kind of a role model do you want to to really embody, right? But if you look at the classical ones before we really started uh, flipping gender identities and gender roles, right? Uh, who were the classic feminine heroines pre pre nineteen eighties? Huh? Pre nineteen eighties. Pre nineteen eighties. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Now, the actress or the character? <laughs> Let's make a distinction. Well, yeah. Actually, Norma Jean was quite intelligent. Norma Jean was quite intelligent. Most people don't realize that Marilyn was a persona that that Norma wore. And she could turn it on and off like a switch. Back in fact, in Kenrick Cleveland's uh, course, The Charisma Switch, which I, did a, I was doing stuff on Charisma long before this, Marilyn could step onto the subway, or actually Norma, could step onto the subway and ride it from end to end, and nobody would pay attention to her. No one would bat an eye. And she was telling her friend about this one day. And her friend looked at her like she was crazy. She goes, you want to see Marilyn? And, and she she's and on the subway. Nobody's paying attention. Because you want to see Marilyn? Watch. Boom. And in seconds, she was swarmed. Mm-hmm. She turned it off again. Walk her. Right. She was a beautiful woman that everybody considered uh, not intelligent. Yeah. And then that's what she was always fighting for. The mm-hmm. role she played in. Again, she had a fight, just like the early Hollywood, everybody was typecast. There was a type, and if you fit it, you got in, right? You won't find very many, very many, very many A-listers who broke outside of that mold, okay? Right? Someone was raising a hand. Yes? I was just thinking, uh, I did this one with Gandhi. Would you say that he fit the… Was Gandhi adventurous? Yeah. Hell Yeah. Who stands in front of a, a a crowd of armed militia and says, "No, I will not fight you, and I will not move." <laughs> exactly. That's why. Yeah. Right. Was he relentless? Yes. Was he dominant? Yeah. Yes. Dominance takes many forms. Was he cynical? Before the eighties, with Marina Harra. I mean, I mean, okay, you talk about the actress, or you talk about the character? actress. I don't know about. The- okay, I don't know the actress, so I can't comment. I'm sure she did, but what character? She, she, her characters were every one of that. Okay. I mean, was every I wish I could think of some movies, but she did a lot with um, John Wayne. John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, played like that. Yes. Does it result in when you were switching personas like that? Does it what? Like when when someone is in work setting, mm-hmm. and you can switch on the persona and become one with the other very like mm-hmm. Does it result to? Yes. For a moment, um, real quick to speak to that, you weren't here, uh, last identity by design where I went into captain Jack, the acupuncturist, right? uh, Yeah, I put the video, I put the clip on, we were teaching deep trance identification and I had just been talking about something or other and I lapsed into captain Jack while I was doing hypnosis on somebody else for deep trance identification, right? And the story that, that preceded that, how many people were there for that? Just, so, okay, talk to these people, it was really, and then find the clip on YouTube if you wanna see it. You see the back, it, yeah. <laughs> um, but what happens is, people will, will go through a adjustment period, and then they'll stop paying attention. If you hold the frame long enough and strong enough. So when I was when I was testing the the uh, the impact of socially programmed anchors, uh, at that time I was I had just moved to Los Angeles and I was looking for I was looking for social contacts. You know, I was I'm I'm a geek at heart. Uh, and uh, I was looking for a way to cut loose and explore the my wild side a little bit. And so I've always been into role-playing games and the Society for Creative Anachronism and all of these things. So I started looking for an SCA group that had a pirate theme to it. This is about a year maybe before uh, Pirates of the Caribbean came out. I had no idea it was coming. And so I got to know this group called Clan Dark Sail. And you can still find them, actually. They actually do a lot of rent fairs and stuff around here and things like that. And uh, I got involved with them and, and started developing a persona. And uh, a few months later, uh, Cap- uh, Pirates of the Caribbean came out, and I found the missing elements for what I was looking for uh, in the character of Captain Jack. Um, my character is not Captain Jack per se, but there are a lot of characteristics that he shares with them. Right. And one of the things I was noticing was anytime a trailer came on or Johnny Depp appeared or heard, and Johnny Depp has always been a, a salivator for most women, right? From the time from Twenty One Jump Street on up, right? And so I was like, "Well, what would happen if I just moved through the world, triggering that anchor, right? Just just using the characteristics that people associate with him? What would happen?" So I just started walking through the world like this. I'd go to the clinic and I would say, "Hello, how, how are you?" And ah, oh, you sound just like Johnny Depp I said. No, he sounds like me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And um, they go, that accent is so amazing. Where are you from? Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I'm walking around in a white lab coat with a stethoscope and a clipboard. Right? In a a medical clinic. And these people have known me for a year. Why are you talking like that? Like what? Why why do you have to change your voice? Why do you color your hair? (laughs) Right? And so there was this a brief adjustment period, about two or three days, and then st- people just stopped caring. But the effect when I spoke was obvious. Society, movies, television, media, spends an enormous amount of time to hard, to hard program these things into you so you will respond they're going to go through all that trouble to put that shit in there, why don't we just use it? Why don't we just use it? Right? Because when you do, it's huge! Oh, you guys aren't Trump fans, I see, huh? Yeah. (laughs) What? That's Bernie. That's Bernie? Huge? Huge. Huge. Okay. So my point is, <laughs> use it that's the realm of the covert hypnotist we see the matrix and we use it All right. everything you're being inundated with has one goal to program you to front load you, to prime you for, and predispose you to certain types of behaviors certain types of perceptions and it will manage you to some degree because it's too much of it not to. But as we become more self-aware, as we practice these skill sets, we work in the matrix instead of having it work on us, we get more choice. We get more awareness, right? Just a So Sam Spade is a good classic one. Any, any of the old John Wayne characters from Rooster Cogburn to Liberty Valance to... Right? These are all cl- classic, archetypal, primal male role models, which, by the way, our newer, our younger generations need. Yeah. Yeah. We need these. We, we, need, if you want, if, if, like, guys, if you want your partners to be more feminine, you have to be more masculine. Yes. Because the overall population of men is becoming progressively more feminized. Okay. And as, as a good thing as that might sound. It's not okay because it's creating more frustrated women. We forgot to name one more Clint Eastwood. Most of Clint Eastwood's characters are extraordinarily masculine, almost to the ha- to the point of having an extra chromosome, right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, if you look at if you look at at most of his characters, they're not very they're not very romantic at all, but they do they do pull from the same archetype. Since he up my or this He's very cynical. He's very, I mean, I, yeah. just uh, oh, really? You ever, you ever, you ever watch any of the old Dirty Harry movies? Oh, I guess so. that you say. We're not just gonna let you walk out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Me, Smith, and Wesson. Yeah, that's mighty white of you. <laughs> 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 Remember that line? <laughs> wow! or when he's getting chewed out by his boss he tells you your mouthwash huh what's that when he's getting chewed out by his boss in the elevator and he just turns around and tells him your mouthwash ain't cutting it yeah <laughs> <laughs> your mouthwash ain't cutting it Eddie Murphy used to do an old you know a, a skit about his mom and, and uh, about stuff being <laughs> not pigment you know we're eating ice cream up off the floor and he goes into this mock Clint with like, why'd you eat the ice cream off the floor <laughs> <laughs> right. So everyone, everyone now going further for females, because, you know, there's always been this, this problem with, well, who, 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 who does actually qualify as a, a good male role model. look at the older ones, like the literary, the literary heroes, like Jane Austen, right? A lot of the, the pride and prejudice books, right? um, have very strong feminine characters for their time period. Right? Right. This is again, what we want to look at in terms of the qualities and characteristics. Jane Austen was very progressive in terms of her characterizations. Right. And that's why her books have stood the test of time. Right. Um, in fact, they keep redoing her books with zombies. (laughs) Right. So, We And and if you really want to get into the formulas, you need to study romance novels for a lot of reasons, and especially in terms of hypnotic languaging. Hypnotic languaging, 51% of all books sold are romance novels. That means the entire other 49% is everything else. The Bible. (laughs) the Quran. <laughs> right, readers died, to, everything else, and this stuff has a formula to it, and it's written in a certain structure, the characters have a formula, um, there's a great book that Mark Cunningham me- recommended many, many years ago, it's a book of essays written by female romance writers, it's called Dangerous Men, Adventurous Women, and you can extract the formula, right. Okay. Dangerous men, adventurous women. Huh? The feet. Yeah, the, they're in there. You'll have to. It's not. It's not listed out in like bullet points, like I just did here. But if you read the essays, you, you'll be able to, to extract it, right? Okay. Questions on this. Thank you for listening to the Unlimited Influence, Reprogram Your Subconscious Mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnydernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, don't hesitate to call me at 858-282-4663 and we can talk more about what your mind has to offer.